What a matchup! And what a tee, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish, Heidi Hollis is the Outlander. 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 Thank you, thank you, everybody. I know, I know. I have arrived, everyone. Guess what? You are listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Welcome to my fantastic show. Now, if you don't know what this show is about, this show is about bringing outlandish and interesting topics to the forefront. I think the guy before me said aliens to angels, ghosts, demons, holy encounters, shadow people to Bigfoot to the outlandish. I always say if it's weird, we're here, and so are you, so why you're staring at me, you know, that's what I'm saying. So, um, you know, you guys, if you want to know more about me, you could always go to my website, which is HeidiHollis.com, but when it comes to the outlandish, from bad aliens to good aliens, to visions of Jesus, angels, you name it, I mean, I've seen it. Personally, I am someone who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out. Found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I'm hoping to help others do the same darn thing and understand this crazy world of ours that we are inhabiting at the moment, though we are looking elsewhere. Um, <laughs> but yes, go to my main website, HeidiHollis.com, and uh, you will find, you could catch me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, yeah, yeah, I know, I've got it all right there. So just, you know, reach out and... Give me a holler, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. Now, I want to tell you guys briefly how you can hear this program, because it is so fantastic. I think everybody should hear it. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of lot of cool things. Uh, you know, if you have one of those fancy, you know, smartphones, I do. I've got a great one. Love it. Um, look for Inception Radio Network app for your Android or iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find it. And uh, also, you can hear us live online, inceptionradionetwork.com. I'm sure most of you are listening that way. And for a lot of you people who are like, I don't know, hanging out on a beach or something, while I'm sitting here in the freezing cold, you could always call a phone number. Yeah, a phone number and hear the program. One of the numbers is 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262. And during the program, if you wish, you can call and speak to myself or my guest. And, uh, you know, if you have questions for me, especially for the first 30 minutes of the program, that is the best time to call. So that number is 1-88-919-2355. Or go to Skype 
and find Inception Radio Network, and you can send your questions there, and we also have a live chat room. Did you know that? Inceptionradionetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Yep, a lot of people hanging out in there, just chatting it up, hooting and hollering. It is Friday. They might be tipping back a few while they're listening. You just never know. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of all my shows, I do something called the Outlandish Corner. Outlandish Corner. I don't have a voice alternating thing, but I could do my own special effects because I'm special. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the Outlandish Corner, what is that about? The Outlandish Corner is where people like you and I who have experienced some freakish stuff or even just plain curious about some odd things. I don't care what it's about. Spiritual stuff and I'm not so political, but even if it's, you know, politics is paranormal, isn't it? It's out of the ordinary. It's nothing common. And it's always changing. So, heck, I don't know if I think it's appropriate. Who knows? Maybe I'll read it off here, too. Um, spiritually inclined, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, feel free to write me at dustoutlander at gmail.com or Facebook. Put a one in front of my name, Heidi Hollis. Yeah, so, and then I'll get to you. Get to you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I get to finally get into the program. And we are going to go into the fuzzy purple outlandish corner where I hide all the emails you guys send me from all over the globe. I really appreciate uh, all the folks that tune in. That's pretty darn awesome. Pretty darn awesome. And you know what? I get a lot of emails from Australia. Tons. I, I guess you guys are as strange as, as we are over here in the States, huh? I lived over there in Australia. Loved it, mate. Loved it. Loved it. I could have been killed many times by things I didn't know, being a silly American walking abroad. I know they have saltwater crocodiles, but I didn't know they were freshwater ones, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> okay, Outlandish Corner, everybody. Where am I? All right, here's the first one. This is a good one. This is very interesting. Okay. Dear Heidi, first off, I love your show because you seem to really know what's going on. Ah, I'm so complimented. I have a question I thought you might be able to help me with. How do I know if my fiancé is a hybrid? Mm-hmm. This is interesting. He's tall, slender, and has large eyes, and the colored part of his eyes is large, almost black. And he's what my family calls scary smart. Think Dr. Spencer Reed, Sheldon Cooper, and Dr. Who all rolled into one. Ooh, he sounds beefcake. Um, <laughs> he also has an IQ of 197. Hmm. He talks about quantum and particle physics and ways to get across large cellular distances like most folks talk about making a cup of coffee. And when he talks about history, it sounds to me and our friends like he was there when it happened. He also never uses contractions when he talks or writes. It's always cannot instead of can't and so on. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I asked his mom if he'd always talk like that, and she said he began talking at five months old, and by the time it was three, he could hold his own talking to an adult about almost anything, and one thing she told me really bowled me over. When he was eight, he built a functioning Tesla coil. Wow. You know, I should probably read my emails before the show. I mean, I just kind of saw the first couple of lines, but this is this is amazing. She said he also wasn't the most social of people, but since we've been together, he's getting better at it. 
I'm not scared or frightened of him doing anything to harm me. In fact, he's one of the most gentle and kindest people I've ever met. The folks he actually knows well say the same thing. He just has an energy about him that people like on the spot, especially animals and children. He's always finding stray animals and bringing them home and cleaning them up and taking them to the vet for a checkup and finding them a good home. He's always doing things to help animals or other people that have hit hard times, and he just can't understand why everyone else doesn't do things to help. Those less fortunate than themselves, as he says. I ended up meeting him when he came into the tea house I run, and there was something about him that made me want to get to know him. I had given up on dating several years ago. Amen, sister. Because my ex was an abusive SOP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... <laughs> I'm glad she didn't spell out the real swear words. Okay, but after a couple of months, I was head over heels for him, and he treats me wonderfully. Another thing he has mentioned, he has seen several UFOs in his life, and so has his mom. She has also had, and still has, these really vivid dreams about being abducted from her bed and being taken on board a UFO. I hope I've explained enough so you might be able to tell or point me to the website that might help. One of my friends thought he might have Asperger's syndrome, and I checked it out online and with his mom, and he doesn't have it. He also doesn't take drugs, drink, or smoke. Like I said, I'm really curious about it if he is a hybrid or just a really sweet, amazingly smart, and gifted guy. Thanks, Christine. Wow. Well, thank you for writing me, Christine. That's uh, that, that's a unique character you got there. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. Um, how to tell if he's a hybrid? I will tell you something. Over the years, and I mean, I have been looking into this stuff for a very long time. Um, people who are suspiciously hybrids know something's a little awkward with themselves. And they have an inkling and that they may not be quite fully human. And they may actually mention it. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever sat down to actually ask them, like, hey, you ever thought that maybe... You know, your mom wasn't being honest about where you came from, or I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, honestly, people that, that think that, uh, that seem to have these odd characteristics, they are more in the know of, of their odd origins or their suspicions of where they got their gifts from. Um, it's not one of these, like, really? You think I'm an alien? Wow, never thought of that. No, they've thought of it because, <laughs> uh, they may, they may be the quieter type speak of it, but um, mm-hmm, yeah, I would sit down and talk to him and say, hey, uh, ever think that possibly you are a gift from the stars? Um, and it's not always like a hybrid, like, you know, DNA splicing going on here. There are many, and I mean many people, who, of course, their DNA shows the, who their mom and dad is, straight up, and uh, but their soul has memories of other places and other things. Um, so it, it's it's quite interesting how uh, these things do come together, and um, it's it, I get into so many cool conversations with people who have memories of other planets and and things of that nature. And to be honest with you, I've had some very vivid dreams myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I think that I think sometimes that we we have to open up our minds a bit to other possibilities. I mean, there are like at least, I don't know, three billion planets out there where, I don't know, life may be supported, could be that we're all not of the same grain. Mm-hmm. 
Could be. Uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, anybody. And I'll tell you something. Uh, when it comes to people that I've met who are hybrids of the negative sort, they stand out a lot more. Um, they're very irregular in the way that they carry themselves, very upright, very anal. Is that? Yeah, very anal. Um, yes, they are a little bit taller than most people, um, and they also, uh, I guess they do speak a little different. They're not as socially skilled, but they're, you, get this, you get a presence about them that makes you uncomfortable, and it doesn't sound like your guys like that. And during these times, it's very highly rumored, during these times, is it the end times? Is it the, I don't know, time of change? Uh, are we going through a shift? Yeah, we're going to talk about that tonight, so this is kind of cool. Um, is there a conscious shift going on in our consciousness? It, it, this is something that a lot of people are saying, and we are getting and meeting some of the most advanced human beings that we have ever seen. Okay, so Tesla was one of them. Okay, he just kind of came early. Einstein, he came early too. But there there seems to be like this influx of a, of a lot of kids and, and people who just are so freaking smart. It's it's scary smart, like what you're saying about your guy. So, mm, yeah, it really, really gets you scratching your head. Like, is there something really going on? You know, why are these people coming at this time? You know, why, why are the kids being born at this time that just seem to be absolute geniuses, whether for good or evil? Yeah, there's some that are evil good, um, evil good, evil smart. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so I hope that helped you. And, you know, hey, if he's a hybrid and he's a good guy, hybrid, again, not being direct a DNA, but maybe spiritually, um, you know, his soul is not 100% what he appears to be. Um, he should have an inkling. And when you're speaking about the UFO abductions, oh, I got to address that with your with the mother of this guy, and having these vivid dreams that common that is so common. Now, is, is her child? Um, I don't know. Something get manipulated in him to be who he is. <sighs> let's. Um, I don't really like the abduction type of aliens, so let's hope that he was not made of that kind of material from the ones that take people against their will. Mm, yeah, that's an abduction. Like, think of abductions for when it comes to kids. It's a horrible thing. And they do things that people are not willing to do, though they may at some point go, it's okay now. Mm, it's still a bad thing. Uh, so the experimentation and, and the horrible things that get done to people, it's not something to be praised at all. So um, I am suspicious that, yeah, maybe the mom has... Uh, had some ties with aliens. I mean, those are some vivid dreams. Why? Why so specific? That's that's strange. Uh, when it comes to the guy, he saw some UFOs. You know, a lot of people see UFOs. Um, I don't know why are they taking a close look at him. Going, oh my God, there was a competition. He's smart. He's not like these other dumb lugs on the planet. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Um, so maybe the point something at him to take him out. Let's hope not. So protect the guy, okay? We might need him if uh, there's an all-out war. And uh, if you didn't know, I did write a book called The Secret War because there are bad aliens. Mm-hmm. And uh, they want to take us out. So please keep them safe. <laughs> all right, Christine, thank you so much for writing in. And I do hope that that helped you. And feel free to follow up and uh, write me back. Let me know if he admits to having some alien ties that he's suspicious of. 
that would be darn interesting. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, next letter. Okay, it says, Dear Heidi, I was looking up the hat man on Google and read what you had said about him on your website. About two years ago, I woken up in the middle of the night and saw a tall, dark figure standing at the foot of my bed, blocking the door. Ooh, I sent it chivers, doesn't it? Okay, uh, he was wearing a trench coat and a cowboy-like rimmed hat, exactly like the picture on your website. I also read somewhere that he shows up in people's lives when there's trouble at home or they are struggling with something in their life. At the time, there were some things going on in my life when he had shown up. I only saw him a few times after that, and it stopped after about a week. And the other night, I saw him again for the first time after two freaking years. Earlier today, my friend was talking to me about sleep paralysis, and I had told him about that, and that I didn't even know if it was a dream or not. I'm still not sure. But that's what made me look him up after so long after it happened, because after I shrugged it off as just my imagination, I'm not sure as to what he wanted. But when I saw him, I felt very scared, and he was just standing there, staring at me, not moving. Before today, I didn't really see a reason to ask anybody about it or be concerned about the matter, but now I'm not so sure. This is from Anonymous. Well, Mr. Anonymous, interesting. I bet that you were absolutely freaked. So um, so you experienced this guy a few times. What is he looking at in you? What is he looking at? Now, it, he is he is such a dark figure, and I don't mean that in just the way that he appears. He's, he's dark, and he's attracted to darkness. So it makes me wonder. You said there was something going on at that time in your life, and apparently he got attracted to that, and now something else must be going on or is about to happen that he is uh, he's coming to take a closer look at. Um, and, you know, I have to address something, too, that you had mentioned. Uh, you shrugged it off as your imagination at one point. Oh, my goodness, how many times do I have to beat my head up against the wall? Please don't, people, people, please don't ever think it's your imagination. Please, we have to have some oomph, or chutzpah, or something, and I don't know, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, dingleberries, um, to say, <laughs> my imagination is not that freaking active, <laughs> to be able to see things, you know, that would be kind of cool, because I'd like to imagine that there's a Porsche in my garage, I'm going to try that, I am going to try, because a lot of people seem to think that they can imagine these specters, these these people that dress up in black coats and hats and sitting in their room on their bed. I mean, gosh, it's so sad. I think of all the, the thousands, if not millions, of stories that we have no idea about because people went, eh, there goes my imagination. Gosh, we got to use our imaginations to our, to our advantage or something, people, because this is... This is madness. This is absolute madness. Oh, please, people, don't ever, ever doubt yourself. And uh, I think it helps when we can turn to the person next to us and give a hint, give a freaking hint that something is going on, and you'd be surprised to hear, like you did with your, your friend. Yeah, that was you, right? You said, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> who, had, who had experienced these things, you know? It's like, come on. Please, please, let's let's put our ethereal foot down and, and let's be, you know, brazen and bold and realize that we're we're not 
We're not all like Christine's fiance who can uh, who has an IQ of 197 and can imagine things and build them. Tesla coils. I mean, my goodness. Oh God. Okay. So um, you said you're not sure what he wants. Um, you're scared. He's just standing there, not moving. And uh, I'm sorry that this has happened to you. Some of the things that that you can do to try to get rid of this freaky guy that I really cannot stand. And thank you, Jesus, I have not met him. No, he follows. He's been around me where people have seen him. Eh, he, he doesn't show up to me, so I'm all good. I'm all good. He hates my guts, by the way, because I'm talking about him, and I'm trying to tell people how to get rid of him. So, you know, if if you sense that he's still around and that uh, you're afraid that he's going to be coming back around, um, I don't know if you own an apartment or a house or if you're just in a room in your parents' house or in the basement. Bless your area. Just bless it. I, I, whatever your faith is, bless it. it. It's your domain. Make sure that you get your closet, too, because uh, I had somebody who blessed their room in their parents' home, and uh, and they had crawling coming from their closet. I'm like, did you bless your closet? Oh, no, I didn't. Well, hello. You know, bless, bless everything, and uh, tell him he's not welcome. You know, kick him to the door. Why he's there? Who gives the rats behind why he's there? Um, sometimes when you talk about these things and, and try to figure it out and search it out, you attract it. Because it's like, oh, I got got him on the run. I got him scared. I got him shaken. He feeds on negativity. And that negativity could come in the form of you being scared. So um, just it, I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about him anymore. And uh, his power is as much as you give him. Okay. So show them the back of your hand or whatever. Yeah, okay. So um, I got I got another one here before we get to our awesome guests. Oh, my God. We got a crew. We got a party, people. It's Friday. They've got drinks and stuff. But we got five people that are going to be joining me here soon. Um, I wanted to read this other email quickly. It says, hi. I read the writing about the hat man, so I thought I would share my story. I was about 14 years old. I was preparing for school. As I stood in my room, I saw from the corner of my eyes through the open door a man lying on the hall floor. I turned my head to see it, and it was a thick black shadow of a man with a long coat and a fedora hat. I couldn't see his face. I don't even know if he had one, but I could feel his eyes were on me. It was like he was trying to see deep in me. And the funny thing is that it was like I saw him with my whole body. Not only with my eyes, like I could feel him, the way he was dressed, his hat, the coat, and everything. I was so horrified that for a moment I couldn't move at all, and when I could, I jumped on my bed and couldn't stop crying for like three hours. But I can't remember that anything bad happened afterwards. Now I'm 21, and a few weeks ago I was talking with my little brother, six years younger, about paranormal things, and I told him my story with the hat man. I really believe that I was hallucinating back then. Oh, my God, there it goes again. Oh, my God, hallucinations, imaginations. Oh, we got to stop this, people. So it was like a bad dream. <laughs> a bad dream. Oh, there goes another. Okay, I never thought it was good. But then I looked at my brother, and I saw him crying. He asked me to stop and begged for me, telling me, telling me that it's not true. Mm, I don't know what that means. Then he told me that he saw it when he was around six or seven, right where I saw him. The only difference was that when my brother saw him, he was on his feet. 
but he described him the same way. We decided to Google it, and we were shocked when we realized that so many people see him around the world. We also searched for hat types, and we pointed at the same type of fedora hat picture. I was wondering if it means something or not, that we saw him almost the same time, at least in the same year, but we don't know when exactly because we only talked about it five years later. A few days ago, I saw him again. I was watching a movie with my brother and mother, and suddenly I felt that somebody was staring at me. So I looked on my right, and there he was. I asked my mother and brother if they saw him, but it was only me. He just stood there and watched me. I tried to ignore him, and after a while, he disappeared. Sorry if there are grammar mistakes. My English is poor. H. Hmm. Well, H. Your English was better than most people who write me on Facebook. Okay? Just to keep it real. It's all good, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you're from, but thank you for writing. And I wanted to tell you also, oh, when it comes to this freaking hat man, it runs in families like time at times, just like uh, what you had with your, your brother there. And I'm sorry that you both had to experiences rot self um and the horror the horror that comes from this guy you know oftentimes people uh, paranormal investigators uh at times will say oh it's a ghost <laughs> i'm like yeah you think it's a ghost to you uh you meet him because it like you say your soul it, you didn't see him with your eyes it your whole body recognized him it's your soul recognizing evil literally your soul and, and I, I i don't even know how to explain that to people and i so i know what you're talking about i've been face to face with shadow people and i felt it wanted to reach out and put its paws around my throat and rip it out i felt that so i know what you're talking about it is a horrific feeling and uh, again, please, please do not think it's your imagination, hallucination, drugs. You know, most of the emails I get always start off with, by the way, I don't take drugs. I don't drink either. And I'm pretty sane most of the time. <laughs> like, like you were talking to the craziest woman on the planet. Like, I'm going to judge. I mean, really? No. Don't worry about it. Um, so I understand. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, that you guys took the time to look into this. Because a lot of people will sit there and be like, it's my imagination. It was just me. And you get validation from your brother, and then you go looking for answers. But at least at some point, you did start looking for answers. Now, why is it that you guys saw him? I don't know. What is he looking at? I don't know. But there, he does have patterns. He does have patterns, um, like I said, with the families. Um, when bad things are going on around people, he does tend to linger um, around death, illness, and when he likes to wreak havoc in people's lives, because he does do that as well. He's not all innocent sitting there in his uh, his get-up with his fancy hat and whatnot. And, you know, he changes hats. So, um, But, you know, the fedora hat is the most common one, and the top hat. And then there's the gaucho hat. So he is uh, he, he, he likes to change it up. He does like to change it up. But, um, you know, I'd say to you, Try not to be frightened of what's going on with when he shows up. Okay, I, he loves to do the intimidation game. Imagine, imagine you're on the playground at your school. I don't know. A lot of schools don't have that anymore. I'm in Chicago. <laughs> they don't do that. I guess people like to do too much target practice on children. It's horrible. But imagine that you were in 
on your playground, and some guy shows up and stares at, at you. It is a horrible feeling. Does he have any good intentions to be doing that? No. So I think everybody can agree that uh, his intentions are bad, and he's doing it to intimidate. He knows you could see him. He knows, and he's doing it on purpose. So you know what? Take your power back and tell him he's not welcome and ignore him. And uh, as I said to the person prior, bless your place, bless your room, bless the house, bless what, you know, get around and get to it because uh, you don't want him getting any closer than he already is. And uh, I just, uh, I wish you lots of luck with that. And I really appreciate that you took the time to write me. Here you guys just find out about it. And you're like, this is the lady that named the whole phenomenon and you found me. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty awesome. So I really appreciate it. And again, what I asked you all three that I sat and addressed your questions and your emails, please go to Facebook and type in Paranormal Pledge. This is where I have people like yourselves who have experienced some odd things and talk among themselves and learn from each other about what is going on in their paranormal world. Because... Uh, if we all step out of our paranormal closet a little bit more often, I think that we will all learn a whole lot more. Well, guess what? We are going to our first break, and then we are going to be talking to collective evolution people. Oh, it's going to be interesting. You are listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, on Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back. Jamie Havikin here to tell you about Friends Radio. Friends Radio is hosted by Pat Daniels, Mr. Lee, and Carol. Right here on Inception Radio Network, Saturdays, right after Future Theater at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And they're brought to us by KTalk 6.30 a.m. out of Utah. So tune in to Friends Radio, Saturdays, 8 o'clock. And I'll see you there. Take care. Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Hello guys, Jamie Havikin here for Heidi Hollis's The Outlander. Tune in to Inception Radio, Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right after the stench of truth for The Outlander with host Heidi Hollis, right here on Inception Radio Networks, Fridays at 9 p.m. I'll see you there. Thank you. some fun? Maybe get a little bit of insight. Get a lay of the land. Want to know what's really going on? <laughs> do what I do. Listen to Future Theater. It airs every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Inception Radio Network.com. We'll see you there.
smartphone? If so, Inception Radio Network is the best app for you. Available on iTunes, Android, Samsung and most other app stores. Just search Inception Radio Network. With the app you can listen live, check out podcasts of recent and past shows, view our videos, see what shows are coming up, who the guests are and, via the chat room, send live questions to those guests. You know it makes sense. Check your app store now. Inception Radio Network. I'll see you there. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The Outlander. Welcome back, welcome back everybody. To me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, remembering always if it's weird, we're here. Guess what? We're giving you advice and insight on outlandish topics. And the phone lines are always open, 188-919-2355. And I am going to get to our guest because I know you guys are just like, oh my God, who is it? Collective Evolution, who creates content that engages us all to begin thinking consciously about what it means to be a human being on this planet. Mm-hmm. A grassroots organization started in 2009. Collective Evolution is now a popular alternative media production company and community outlet that gives others an opportunity to expand their everyday way of thinking. Collective Evolution's content ranges from writing to video to live events, all with one common goal, to raise awareness towards how our world truly functions and encourages change that moves beyond it. Everybody, round of applause for Collective Evolution. Woohoo! Oh, there goes the whole cheery. How's it going there, Matthew? And my God, introduce yourselves because I am going to slaughter the heck out of all your names if you don't. <laughs> well, it's going great over here, Heidi. Thanks so much for having us on the show. This is uh, Matthew Christodoulou here. And my name's Joe Martino. We just have the other uh, few just making their way over to the microphone now, so we'll just give them a couple of seconds. They're all just lounging in the couches we got going on here. Hi, guys. It's Arjun. <laughs> Hi, it's Kinneret. Hello, it's Elena. And it's Mark. Oh, and Mark. Well, great. Welcome to the show, all you guys. My goodness. This is, you know, I like what it is that you guys stand for. I mean, plain and simple. What on earth got you guys together on uh, to create such a, a, a content? I mean, really, what your organization's about? It all started with the Hat Man or the Man in the Hat, as you were referring to <laughs> earlier. <laughs> sure. No, <Yeah. laughs> no it. Uh, Realistically, yeah, we it started. I think. I mean, we could all attest to this uh, this feeling that we had. I guess either growing up or leading up to the creation of Collective Evolution, um, we we're feeling that things were just really different, and things needed to change on the planet. You know, we'd all grown up and gone through school, and you know, we were we were either in university or in jobs or something like that, and and things just didn't feel up to par. I guess you could say, and. Going through a lot of internal changes within each of our own lives, it got to a point where it was like, hey, we realize there's, there's something special going on, on the planet here. There's, uh, things are changing. There's a lot of people asking questions. There's a lot of people becoming aware of what's going on in the world. And there was more to it other than just the external world. There was an internal battle or an internal challenge or something that was going on within humanity that 
I guess we were starting to become aware of along with many others. So we decided, you know, why not put this stuff into uh, an online, I guess, database or an online archive or just something where we could share our experiences and the, I guess what you could say the clarity we were coming through uh, for our experiences and just kind of see what, what else, uh, what other people had to say about it. How did they relate? Now, now they might have a resource to be able to say, hey, yeah, now I know what the heck's going on in the world and why I feel the way I'm feeling. Because I know when we were going through it, it was kind of a lonely road. There wasn't a lot out there and it was tough to, I guess, get in touch with people you could talk about things like this with. So it kind of started out that way. And then from there, it just, it expanded because I think over time, I mean, it's been close to four years now, a lot has changed on the planet. The the audience, I guess you could say, that is interested in this type of content has grown dramatically. And I'm I'm sure given the the type of show that that you're involved with here, you've probably seen the same, an increase in people that are really becoming interested in this stuff. Sure. And you know, I've got to and you guys, because I think we've all been around our buddies and it's like, God, this this world is really screwed up. Somebody better do something about it. And you guys, you know, have that conversation to go, yeah, let's do it. I mean, very rare to hear of such a thing taking place. I mean, I really commend you for that. And, yeah, I have noticed there has been a major shift in people being quite aware of all their methods, I guess you could say, where they're like, you know, We've got to start vibing right. We've got to start treating ourselves, the planet, and everything right. What What are the main uh, points and elements that you guys focus on to try to get this consciousness right? I would say it really comes down to an internal shift. And, uh, you know, it, it's all about observation of our lives. And, and what we do through our work is is we encourage people to be observant of their everyday lives and, and begin to question things and look at things from a, from an observer standpoint where we're really just questioning what we're doing and we're looking at it and going inside rather than looking externally to, to chase all these sorts of different things that you know, we think is going to give us a sense of power or a sense of peace in our lives. You know, if you, if you take a look at the world, like the majority, especially in the Western world, you know, there's so much chase towards money and success and what people think freedom is and all this, all these colorful different experiences. But, you know, at the end of the day, people, people are really still not peaceful. You know, it's uh, like I always like to say this is, you know, when I'm out in public, sometimes I find that I'll ask people like whether it's a cashier or I'm, I'm grabbing a sub at Subway or something. And I'll just ask the person, you know, if, if you didn't have to be here. To, to make money to survive, would you be doing what you're doing? And a lot of people actually say, no, you know, I, I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be doing this. And it just goes to show that, you know, there's, there's a sense of peace that's not being felt in people. And, you know, this is, where, this is where our inspiration comes from. And we understand that through our own experiences that we've gone through, like Joe was saying, with uh, working in jobs and being in school and just really feeling that, you know, there's, there's so much more to what we could be experiencing here, but you know, yet we're not experiencing it. And through us going through our experiences and seeing certain clarity behind things of, of certain programming that we were playing with, you know, certain stories and belief systems that uh, we had taken on since childhood and like through different influences, through media, through family structures, cultural structures, and just, you know, taking a look at all of this stuff and realizing that it doesn't have to be this way, you know, that this stuff is... It just is all based on belief systems. And the only reason why humanity is functioning in the way that it is is because we're, we're holding on to these belief systems and we're identifying with them. And, you know, when we say, 
collective evolution is about engaging people to think consciously about what it means to be to be a human on the planet. You know, you can look at the different cultures across the planet, and there's all different sorts of colorful experiences. There's different belief systems, and you know, at the end of the day, nothing is right or wrong, and nothing is good or bad. It just all is based on belief systems. And you know, a lot of what we're playing with now has created separation. It's created fear. It's created this disconnection between each other, between the, um, our connection with the planet and the animal kingdom, and you know, it's just—it's really, really created an intense experience that a lot of people are feeling they want to move beyond now. So you know, this is the main inspiration: is that we really want to restore that harmony between each other as humans. That uh, the, where the disconnection comes in, the harmony with what we're doing on the planet-wise, like you know, affecting the ecosystem and the animal kingdom and stuff like that, because. Well, the way we're doing things now, I would say about 80% of society is is not sustainable anymore. You know, a lot of what we're doing is is on a destructive path and and a, a path of separation that just it can't be sustained anymore. I, I'm hoping that you're going to say that you're moving towards the Star Trek world where they don't use uh, money; they they do what they love because they love it. I mean, what are what are some of your uh, solutions to creating what you call a collective evolution and I want you to put out your website there because some people in the chat room have been asking what it is sure no problem our website is www.collective-evolution.com and uh, yeah that's a great question that you asked because I find that a lot of people are asking this because you know when we talk about uh, things don't have to be this way a, a big question that comes up okay so so what could it look like what, how could things be and, you know, absolutely, I think everybody in the room here could attest to, to saying that we would love to experience a world where we don't have to use money to survive and have money have as much power as it has now. And, you know, a lot of what we do is we, through our writing and videos and stuff, we, we bring a lot of information in regards to what we're doing in, in uh, health care, like health and nutrition, uh, in general consciousness just looking at our everyday lives and how we're experiencing things um, as well as science and technology like different technologies that um, that could be used for doing things differently in a more like I was saying more sustainable more more harmonious manner and you know through all these different avenues we we bring to the table information of how we're doing things now getting people to look at it does it resonate you know do do we need to continue to be doing this in the way that we're doing, just looking at things like, to give you an example, health and fitness. You know, okay. when, when we talk about health, a lot of what we talk about is, you know, more natural and organic and plant-based diets where we can use food to, to restore our body's health and stuff rather than relying on pharmaceuticals and all these man-made chemicals that aren't harmonious with our bodies. You know, it's just to give you a little bit of an example. Like, I want to hear uh, what, uh, what some of the other, like... How do each of you, since you guys are the the ones that are creating this foundation, this, this structure, I want to hear how each of you personally have created uh, a collective evolution within your own life. Because maybe through through examples, uh, people can relate a little bit more. I mean, because we hear, you know, we got to eat right, we got to stop doing this, we got to stop doing that. But you know, when you put a, a a name to a story, I think it impacts people more. So can you guys like? Uh, give an example, each of you, to, to hear how you did it. Sure, we can go over some various examples. I mean, uh, just to go back just for one second, back to the idea of solutions and stuff like that, I think really um, one of the big questions right now is like, you know, 
how are we going to do everything? And uh, you know, what what what's the world going to look like? How are we going to deliver food to people? How are we going to get uh, you know housing for everybody? And how are we going to solve our energy crisis and all that sort of stuff? And I think to sum it up quickly, just to go through that, it's it basically comes down to the fact that a lot of what is available out there in terms of solutions are out there, and they they're they're suppressed, they're hidden, they're they're made unavailable purposely. But I do think what's going to happen in terms of a transition into a new type of world and a new type of solution is not necessarily something that's going to hit the entire world like in one second and the next thing you know, everybody's going to have access to things. I think it's really going to come down to community and people starting to do things in their own community and starting to change things in their own community. And I think that's what leads kind of into the the next question where, I mean, us making the the changes that we've made, um, I mean, like, for example, I can go through just a little bit of my experience just the very simple, uh, I guess, changes of deciding, you know what, I'm going to live my life in different ways where um, it's not necessarily the fact that I've gone and I've you know, created these, these crazy structures in the external world that have uh, created great change. It's more so that by being, I guess, a living example of what you can call, I guess, a, a new consciousness, um, what that means is you know, when, I, when I left the working world, when I left school and all that sort of stuff, and I started doing what I was doing, I chose to do what I loved to do, and I chose to do what really was my passion. And I didn't allow uh, stories or, or the fact that others were you know, putting me down for it or were challenging me for it stop me from doing that. And to everyone around me who witnessed that and who watched me year after year go through this up until this point, it was a living example of how you can truly do what you love to do, and you will be supported with it. And at the same time, you can overcome the various barriers... That- a matchup. And what a tea, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS on an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions the stories, the challenges that we generally associate with doing things that you love to do. And that, that empowers people to allow them to have an opportunity to say, hey, you know what, I can actually make a difference. I can make a change. Because I think a lot of what we want to see in the external world is great. I mean, we do want to see change in terms of not having to use money. We don't want to have to do things that we don't love to do and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, there is an inherent feeling within everyone that just kind of knows we're not at peace here and it's not the fault of the external world completely and so i think that you know in in the choices we've made um it kind of shows people and makes them reflect internally and in turn that allows them to start making smaller changes in their external lives that are starting to create a more peaceful world and i mean we can go into also i guess things like you know matthew was talking about with health you know making the changes we've made in, in our own health has extended out through our family. Um, you know, they see that, okay, well, you're eating differently and there's really good results happening here and you feel really healthy and all this sort of stuff, and they start to make the change. I think the focus uh, around what we're doing here is really just a rippling effect. Well, we can do I have, hear from sorry? the others and hear what, what they did to, in their lives, and then I, I'd love to get back to like, what your projects have been uh, involved with. Um, it, we've got Elena and Panerit as well there. What what have you done, I mean, as an example that you could put out there to say, 
you know, this is this is what I've done and others have seen and, and it helped them. What was the question? Because it was farther away in the room. <laughs> Can you just repeat? Well, you know, I want to know, like, individually, each of you guys, you know, how have you, you know, made what, what your, your project, what your organization is about, how did you incorporate that into your lives as an example for people to uh, better relate to what you guys are discussing here? Well... I was already doing my my little thing prior to it was actually Joe who contacted we all met basically through Facebook and I was already doing like I, as I was awakening to more so the corruption in the world and the you know the structures I started writing a lot about it so at first when I started to wake up I was a bit more on the frustrated side with the system I had a lot of, of anger and all of that but then I realized I started to grow a bit more into the soul perspective spiritual perspective that we're all having a human experience here, and it's all—it's less about trying to fight the system, but creating something new, and you know, to awaken to your own creative power, basically. And as I was growing into that, magically, I just attracted the CE team, which were already very much in tune with this with this perspective, and uh, that's where we all began to meet. And then ever since, really, while doing my work with them, it doesn't mean that we write about it, that we're already there yet, and we have all the clarity and we have nothing to learn. There was a lot of growth and challenges happening in my life that got me to actually resonate even more with the message from my own personal experience, I guess, if that makes any sense. It's right. really good. Yeah. Okay. And uh, who else do we have there? I want everybody to get a chance to mention a little something on here. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, just tell me what the Okay, um, Arjun here. Um, basically, pretty much kind of the same story as Alina. I was um, just awakening and wonderfully synchronistically I uh, met Joe and Alina. And um, basically at that time I was just looking for the best way I could make change. I found just by being myself and pretty much um, coming from like a place of peace and love and my just in my daily interactions I was making change there alone but i wanted to spread out and do more so um i was also very into the ufo subject an extraterrestrial subject and i know um hey. i really have a big di sorry you're my people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i had a, i had a big desire to just um you know create um awareness there and you know with all the fear mongering and all that i'm not a big fan of that so i just wanted to i guess kind of give ETs a good name would be the best way, way to put it. Um, and I'm um, just trying to, you know, just trying to touch as many people as I can and just trying to change my own life, you know, try and find inner peace and just trying to be the change that I want to see in the world pretty much. So I'm on that quest and, yeah. That's very cool. All right. And who else are we missing here? Hi, it's Kinnerit. Um I, I guess... My journey started, uh, well, years ago, I would say 2000, but it was only in 2006 that I started to, I guess, be more active. I started with yoga. I started practicing. And I guess my journey is really um, paying attention to the choices I make, why I do the things I do, why I think the things I do, just being conscious as a human being. And there have been changes like the things I've been purchasing um, like anything from shampoo to soap to, you know, whatever other hand creams I may use or whatever, just going for stuff that doesn't have chemicals in it. And I guess how I um, 
become more active in, in spreading that message is I, I talk about it. I, I message people about it. I, I post things about it on Facebook. I do my research as to what, what harmful chemicals there are in the products that are, you know, very conventional and mainstream. And, and just, I guess, my practice in yoga has really helped me to be lucid, you know, spiritually lucid, awake. So, well, yeah. Very all right. No, that's that's great. I mean, I think it's all connecting with people on a level where it's like, ah, I see, you know, in your life, how you could go that route. I mean, it's it's fascinating. Are we missing anybody? Yeah, I guess the last one to go is Mark here. Okay. Oh, Matthew hasn't gone yet either. Okay, well, anyways, um, for me, I know the it also works synchronously with, with when I actually joined C as well, but it was more so the willingness to actually go forth with a lot of things that you're feeling. I know that prior to doing a lot of this work, I was holding on to a lot of things that I didn't feel pulled to be a part of anymore. I was continuing to kind of do the dance, whether it was school or religion or anything else kind of that I had been a part of my entire life, either through birth or something that I just adopted because it's kind of the norm to do. It was just certain things that I kind of felt the pull to not be a part of. And it was when I finally took the strides to step out of these things, despite the little bit of the the emotional turmoil or the the faces I had to put up with and the judgments and the belief systems that I had to deal with on a regular basis because of the decisions I made, that I kind of found a lot of the peace in doing those things. And it's not to say that that's the, that's the route everybody needs to take, that everyone needs to drop everything that they're a part of. I mean, we all have our own paths, and I respect all of that. But I know for me, the biggest thing was just actually having, I guess, the balls, I guess we want to put it that way, to go forth and doing some of the things that are kind of against the grain or against the norm. And since that point, it, it's been the development of just vocalizing some of the things that I've done. It's not to go standing on a soapbox and start yelling all the things that I've changed or the things that I, I now do differently. It's just more so if I ever feel pulled to share them with anybody in any scenario, whether it be within something related to CE or just in day-to-day life, it's, I'm, I'm, I find myself very open to just share the things I've done. You never know who you're going to impact and how true. things will just open up from that point onwards. So I think that's uh, very that's true. say very- man. Thank you for sharing. That's that's fascinating. And Matthew, uh, you you kind of shed a little light on that why you you took the route that you did. Um, is there anything more you want to add? Sure. I mean, for me, is you know, I was at a point where I had a lot of judgment towards the system. I didn't like the system because I saw through a lot of it. I saw the limitations behind it. I understood the corruption behind it and stuff. And you know, I really feel like I was on a path where. I kind of felt alone in the world and I just thought, you know, you had to make a lot of money. That was the way to freedom on this planet. And like through just, you know, starting a business, I was uh, at first I had gone to the music industry and then I got into finance. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a a path that I could take where I could just make a lot of money and just do what I want to do in my life. But, you know, through certain experiences I had that accelerated my own awakening is that, you know, I really opened myself up to looking at life from a, a self-serving perspective to a service throughout for others and you know that's where contribution to collective evolution comes in and you know just just walking a path of really having a passion to 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 assist others in going on belief systems and challenges that I've could relate to within my own life and you know I just feel like through through anywhere that I go you know it it doesn't I'm not necessarily saying you know, like, because there's practitioners and stuff like that, and, they, you know, people, healers and stuff like that, but I just consider myself as someone who's gone through challenges and, and let go of things and can see clarity behind things, and, you know, I, I just share that with others through, 
you know, it could be just a daily conversation where you don't even realize that, you know, somebody's going through a certain challenge and you just share something with them from your heart, just uh, out of unconditional love, and it can completely change your life. And I'm saying that through experience because it's happened, and it's just, you know, it just shows that internal change is, is really so powerful for us, and, you know, it's not that we have to save the planet or anything or there's anything wrong, but, you know, just shifting our consciousness can do so much for our world, and the more people who do it, you know, the, well, the more powerfully we can change the world. I have a confession, Matthew, then. I think I'm part of collective evolution because I am an occupational therapist, which is like a step down um, of torture of school uh, behind becoming a doctor almost. Um, truly, truly horrific stuff, but here I am hosting a paranormal talk show and writing a paranormal book. <laughs> I'm doing what I love, and I feel help my patients out and becoming better and functioning human beings. So I, I think... I think I got a bug of the CE group. <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, honestly, and I know what you're talking about. You know, I have been known to pull up in a drive-thru and have a grumpy person serving me something. And I've, I've told them, if you hate your job, quit. I mean, and I say that sincerely because it's like you, you can make your own path. You really can. And it, it makes other people's experiences around you so much better because you're content, you know. So I, I know what you're talking about, but, you know, a lot of people are, like, in this rut, and they don't see – all they see are the walls that they're in. They don't see a way out in between the walls. And it's like, you know, serving as an example, like you're talking about, and reaching out to people and say, hey, and or, you know, let me talk to you. It's one person at a time. But you guys have got some fantastic projects uh, going on, too, where you're you're expanding that and I want to go into that. We got a couple of minutes before the break. But can you share, uh, you know, how'd you pull together your first project? Well, I mean, the documentary. I think at, at some point we all talked about, hey, we want to we want to do this. I mean, documentary. Yeah, at some point we wanted to to make uh, you know something that was going to go out there. That I mean, we we felt there was I mean little tidbits that we had learned along the way that we wanted to add. I mean, in some ways, you know, some of the information definitely was stuff that was already out there, but we just felt there was a little bit of a different approach that uh, we thought would be cool to put out there. And so coming together for it, it was just kind of like, you know, hey, let's compile what we want to throw into it. Let's feel, feel out what we think is important and uh, just kind of put together something that we feel once we release to the world, it might have, you know, an impact in the sense of maybe people will look at it in a little bit more of a, of a neutral standpoint. And I mean, just to touch on the projects lately, I mean, the first one that we did was um, about, you know, the state of the world in terms of the way finance was, the way, you know, media was, education, religion, um, you know, I think that we went into health and you know, entertainment, all that sort of stuff. And at the end, we kind of tied it together with this consciousness uh, idea, this kind of this just approach of looking at things through a standpoint of looking internally and, and realizing why are we playing with this this stuff? You know, how did this, where has this led us? Like, is this something that we want to, I guess, kind of continue doing? Because, I mean, it's one thing to just go along with the system and, and, and you know, just play thinking that this is what it has to be and all that sort of stuff. And it's another thing to realize, hey, you know what, this isn't bringing us peace and we're not feeling too good about it. And instead of just hating it and saying, wow, this was terrible and this is a piece of crap and we need to change this and, you know, we just got to fight it, fight it, fight it. We just said, hey, that's what we did. That's what we played with. Get over it. I mean, that's where we are. Let's let's move on. We all know what we've created and, and that it doesn't feel right anymore. So let's move forward. Enough enough finger pointing, enough uh, hate, you know, saying and all that sort of stuff. Let's start trying to make some changes. And those changes do start within. 
Right. And, well, uh, I, so, want to, I want to get more into your projects after uh, the break here. You know, you guys, you're listening to me, Heidi Hollis Outlander, on Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back. Inception Radio Network, do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Hello guys, Jamie Havokin here for Heidi Hollis's The Outlander. Tune in to Inception Radio, Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right after the stench of truth for The Outlander with host Heidi Hollis, right here on Inception Radio Networks, Fridays at 9 p.m. I'll see you there. Thank you. Carl Sagan once wrote that the questioning mind needs to be instilled with both skepticism and wonder, for the universe is a pretty big place filled with undelved mysteries, sciences, and life that we've barely begun to comprehend. Every month, Intrepid Magazine brings you both the wondrous and the skeptical. Intrepid Magazine focuses on science, metaphysics, UFOs, politics, conspiracies, and unexplained phenomenon, all offered up by Intrepid's cadre of writers and contributors comprised of a host of seasoned authors, pundits, and recognized names in their fields. The universe is indeed a big place, and where other magazines leave off, Intrepid Mag is just beginning. Subscribe to Intrepid Magazine today at www.intrepidmag.com. That's www.intrepidmag.com. You can catch each of these amazing shows every week on Inception Radio Network. Mondays, we have the Jerry Pippin Show, 7 p.m. Eastern, followed by Epic Voyages at 9 p.m. Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, we bring you the real Twilight Zone, hosted by Alan Jones. This is followed by the Kevin Cook Show at 9 p.m. Ken Storch and Todd Kinnear bring you Paradigm Unhinged on Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, followed by California and MUFON Radio at 11 p.m. Just Energy Radio with Dr. Rita Louise is Thursday, 9pm Eastern. Ted Torbich brings you the stench of truth, Friday, 7pm Eastern. With The Outlander, hosted by Heidi Hollis, following at 9pm. Then, bringing up Saturday's shows, we have Future Theatre Radio with hosts Bill and Nancy Burns, 6pm Eastern. Fringe Radio coming in at 8pm. And last, but definitely not least, we have Pang Radio, brought to you by hosts Mike Lucas and Jamie Havocan, 9pm Eastern. So make sure to tune in and check out all of our fantastic shows. Inception Radio Network, we'll see you then. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels... And from shadow people to the outlandish, explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis, the outlander. 
back. Welcome back, everybody, to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Remembering always, if it's weird, we're here, and we are giving you advice and insight on outlandish topics, and the phone lines are always open. I know you guys are shy, though, so it's okay. one 919 And uh, we're talking to Collective Evolution, very interesting conversation, having with a whole group of people partying it up. Um, I don't know where they're at. I think it's Canada, I think. Are you guys we're in, in Toronto, Canada. I had a feeling. I thought I heard that accent. Woohoo, I'm good. I love Toronto. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful city. Okay, so we got a question um, for you guys. Um, they're saying that uh, in the chat room, they said, really not clear on what all that you do. Are you self-help, or what is it that you're promoting? Well, it's, uh, it's a mix of things, to be honest with you. I mean, collective evolution, you can look at it as a stage, so to speak. Um, the website will feature anything from consciousness, health, science and technology, alternative news, and all that sort of stuff in terms of information and stuff that we want to share. Um, that's going to be things usually that are a little outside of the box or they're coming from, uh, I, I guess you could say, like a new way of looking at things, a new consciousness, new ideas. So in that sense, you're going to get information. At the same time, we have documentaries that go out there. Those documentaries contain, again, a new way of looking at the world, a new way of I guess showing people that there are other possibilities available on the planet and that whatever they may be feeling in terms of change or in terms of confusion that's going on within them, we can kind of supply some thoughts and some ideas to, guys. I guess, pass through your filters to see if that's something that resonates with you or not. At the same time, since, you know, in a way we do this a little differently because, I mean, normally a website or, or I guess a brand or something, it's kind of either a product or it's just information or news. To us, I mean, we wanted to offer a support mechanism as well. And so in that sense, we do offer like one-on-one type consultations or one-on-one like if you want to talk about things or you want to go a little further with things, you're having some questions, some stuff you want to go deeper, we do offer that as well. You can hit us up. We can go by email. We can go by Skype and we can just talk about things and go in further. We want it to be kind of like a, a here we are. We're real. We're going through this uh, this change, this transition with you all and we're no different from you, so let's connect. Let's play. Let's see what we can uh, come up with together. And I guess the final thing you can kind of add in that we do is just kind of like we are trying to assist as a global community in creating new ideas and new changes and it basically a new way of living on the planet. Now, I know that sounds very out there and profound in terms of a sense of like that's a huge task. It's a tall order. But the thing is, it's not something that one group or one project is going to come together and do to be, you know, there's several projects out there. There's several groups out there that are trying to bring in new ideas or point out the fact that, yeah, we need to do things differently here. And we're just one of those voices. We're, you know, always open to team up with other voices and say, hey, you know, what do you got? What are you doing? And, you know, maybe we can come together and share ideas, a, share topics, right? I'm sure this is passing through the minds of some people out there going now, okay, don't tell me. You guys are going to build a commune of some sort and it's going to be, you know, poisonous Kool-Aid's going to be, you know, spin around, you know, because some people think of, oh my God, a group of people trying to think the same way or try to, you know, introduce a whole new loving environment, you know, they think of the cults of the day, you know, back in the day. So how, how are you different? I mean, you're, you're essentially trying to place yourself in the community and trying to, trying to share what it is that you're, that's accessible out there, essentially. It's kind of like the paranormal world. We go, 
hey, here's some information on UFOs, here's some on ghosts, here's some on holy encounters. So here's the place you could go to for all of that. Is that essentially what you're saying? Like this is where you can go to to grow and find that information. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. You know, I always like to say, like, life is a buffet, Heidi, and, you know, you can, everyone has the free will to pick and choose what uh, information you want to take in and process and, and learn from. And, you know, like, you're talking about the whole cultist thing, and, like, pe- people have said that about some of the information that we share. And, you know, I just want to, I just want to throw this out there that, you know, it doesn't really matter what role we're playing on the planet. Every single person on the planet wants to experience peace. And, you know, this is this is a major catalyst of, of our message is that, you know, what we share is not about trying to create some sort of new belief system or new dogma. It's really about allowing people to strip away the belief systems that are creating this reality of, of this struggle and this survival mode and this disconnection and this fear, none of which is actually our natural design, our natural state. You know, it, like, there's there's so many different examples of just how human beings in general it's just it's very natural for us to be loving and and to be supportive of one another it's just that because of all the belief systems that we're taking on through you know with stuff that we're bombarded through with media and the whole corporate world and the education system and, and healthcare and everything is that it's creating this this big illusion where we're buying into believing that it has to be this way and that, you know, this is just life, this is the way it is, not to really question it and just to go about things where, you know, you go to school, get a job, and then you save some money possibly and then you just end up dying. And, you know, it's really about just looking, is, is that it? Is that all there is to life? Is that all that we want to be experiencing here? And, you know, through... Sorry, go ahead. I hear you. That's a, I think that's a fantastic thing. I mean, I, 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 creating some kind of path to fulfillment I, I think that's fantastic so it's kind of a spiritual journey as well as a life fulfilling journey now I'm curious too as to what you guys you're you're producing movies you've got a new magazine coming out what is what is all of this what are these what are these about what are these movies about and what's the magazine about well to uh, to go into our second documentary uh, Joe was speaking about collective evolution which is our first release um, both documentaries were released in 2011. Uh, the second one is collect- The Collective Evolution 2, The Human Experience. And now this, this one's very different from the first one. And um, it really goes more in-depth into to the consciousness of what we're experiencing here and really taking a look at you know, how everything functions on the planet. You know, if you, if you really observe things and what people are going through right now is that there's these really profound questions that people are starting to ask of, you know, who are we and, and why are we here and what is all of this stuff? And through the different topics of our second documentary, you know, we go into to stuff like um, the planet, which is one of the sections. And we really just kind of show the interconnectedness of the planet and how it was designed to be a playground for us to, to play on where there was no ownership and there is no sense of wanting to destroy the playground. Because it just doesn't make sense, you know. If you if you create something to to want to experience it and whatnot, and it's not it's not to judge it or anything like through what we've created so far, but it's just really looking at it, you know, that it was designed to be a playground, and the the way that we're experiencing it now doesn't have to be this way. Because of course, you know, being creators of a playground is just you can open that up to whatever we want to create at any time. And going it, further, it, um, we go into the into the human body. Sorry. 
does it get into anything spiritual? I mean, are you presenting religious beliefs, or where does it does it toss any of that in there? Uh, no, it's not based on belief systems at all. It's just based on the knowing of of what just the truth of what is. You know, it's it's uh, it's a knowing that we all hold on the planet, and you know, being just as creators, creator souls that we are. You know, this is the stuff that we go into through. Like we were saying through our experiences and what we've come to understand and clarity of remembering things, you know, this is part of the stuff that we share. You know, and I was going to go into the second part of like talking about the human body and understanding uh, what we focus on is, is the understanding of how the human body isn't who we are. You know, our minds and our bodies is not who we are. It's just a physical vehicle that we're, that we're using to experience this reality. And we go into that and we, and we break it down just showing how... Everything that we're doing now is based on belief systems. It, once again, it doesn't have to be this way. And uh, just showing examples of how that go beyond the belief systems that, that a lot of us are holding on to right now, just looking at things that uh, you know wouldn't be talked about in like mainstream or wouldn't be taught in school. Like just for example, like uh, you know examples of sun gazing, and we go into a little bit about quantum physics and how our consciousness affects our bodies and stuff. And Eventually, at the end, we go into the ego mind as well and showing the programming behind it and how it relates to to our experience of survival and our where everything is based off of that consciousness. The ego mind is basically a consciousness within itself. Of, it's a programming within our subconscious mind where we're operating off of fear and separation and uh, disconnection and the destructive programming. And we really just break that down and show how it works to be able to allow people to be observant within their own lives and understand that, you know, it's it's not who we are and that we can go beyond it and we can let it go. And furthermore, at the end of the documentary, it ties into, we talk about the shift and what we're going through and just really showing the shift that's happening across this, the planet and, and actually why it's happening, why we've chosen to, to participate in this shift. And, now, uh, I... I want to hear a little bit more about that because that is a big uh, topic of conversation right now that, you know, especially after December 21st, uh, 2012 passed, everybody's like, it was a shift in consciousness that the Mayans were talking about, not the planet. So, and But a lot of people are noticing that there there is a shift in consciousness. A lot of people are becoming a lot more self-aware and they are asking more questions and they're not happy, especially the younger generation. They're like, I don't want to do what my parents did, you know, save, 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 work, 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 and then, you know, retire or to travel. I want to do it now. So, I mean, what what do you think this is? What, why is this happening? What What's your definition of, of, and what is it that you present in your documentaries about what this shift is? Oh, when I was a kid, I always used to say to my mom, like, I don't quite understand the world. I mean, we, we talk about these problems that we have. But didn't man make the economy? Didn't they make the banking system? Didn't they make this stuff? Well, yeah, Joe, they did. And then she, and then I'd say, so can't man just unmake it and make something new? I mean, why are we trapped in this idea that because we created it, we're stuck in it? And that's where I think the shift in consciousness really comes down to um, if we're looking at it just in an external world sense. What's happening is we're starting to see and starting to feel, because that's a big part of it, that what we've created in terms of a structural world, you know, socioeconomic factors, all that sort of stuff that we've been playing with just doesn't feel right anymore. 
Um, there are so many protests going on around the world. I mean, what went on in Iceland, if people aren't familiar, the revolution that happened over there. Um, there's so many different things that are happening where people are all saying the same thing. This doesn't make sense. I don't want to do it. This doesn't feel good. Time to move on. So what's happening is the consciousness of people, meaning the way they think, what they're aware of, what they're starting to see. It's like, imagine your whole life you have these, this, these, fog, these foggy glasses on in front of your eyes and now all of a sudden Windex is being sprayed on them every now and then and each, each year that goes by since maybe 2010 or whatever, somebody's wiping off a little bit of that Windex so that it's getting a little cleaner and it's getting a little cleaner. And that's basically what a shift in consciousness is. is it's people starting to raise up their awareness, raise up their, their ability to be able to see what's truly functioning and also connect, and this is an important facet, connect with something inside them that says, yeah, there's, there's a lot more possible here and, and there's a yearning inside of me to say, let's, let's experience something different. And in a sense, yeah, that could seem you know, cultish and the idea that, hey, you, know, you guys are looking to just create a commune, but it's more so just the idea that we have a lot of suffering on the planet. We have a lot of hunger. We have a lot of poverty. We have a lot of disconnection. We have a lot of separation. And when push comes to shove, nobody can truly say that they're feeling peace within that. And that yearning is the idea that, hey, we want to start to feel peace in what we're doing here. So a shift in consciousness, what's taking place on the planet, is basically what we're seeing happen every day as it continues to grow. More people becoming aware, more protests, more people saying, hey, yeah, let's start creating uh, new ideas of doing things. I mean, we have the Venus Project that's coming out with new things. I mean, there's projects popping up all over the place of saying, here's new ways of doing things. Let's start looking at it. But the thing is with the shift in consciousness, it, it all starts internally. It all starts with starting to move beyond those man-made concepts and belief systems that we've been playing with for so many years and realizing they're really not set in stone. You know, I think that something's going to have to happen like that TV series Revolution where, uh, you know, we lose all the electricity and then we'll start getting back to our grassroots. But as long as we've got doodads in front of us and gadgets that keep our attention, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's going to be hard to pull people away. But, you know, I'm all for it. But I do want to see the Star Trek uh, <laughs> reality. <laughs> We're doing what we really want to do just because, you know, and... Oh, it would be beautiful. But, you know, it would, tell us a little bit about this uh, this magazine of yours. Uh, that is That started just recently, correct? Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, the first issue was actually released on January 1st. And uh, basically the goal behind the magazine is to, to create an alternative media outlet where it's, it's really like prog- progressive outside-the-box thinking. And, uh, you know, people would say, okay, so you guys have a website. What, what is going to be featured in the magazine? It's really, it's a more in-depth and more intimate and personal um, experience with the magazine where it features uh, various topics like health, science and technology, um, alternative media like UFOs and stuff like that. Uh, I know you're really into that, Heidi. And uh, other stuff as well, like yeah, new technologies, uh, features like uh, healthy recipes with organics and like vegetarian, vegan stuff. Um, you know, it features uh, topics and tips on relationships, yoga and meditation. Also experiences there's, from other readers. Yeah, experiences from other readers as well. And there's even some, some art. Uh, there's a little bit of advertising. Uh, we, we like to do product reviews, book reviews, DVD reviews. All content geared towards assisting people and just opening up their lives and really being able to to relate to them as well as just 
like we were saying, you know, just maybe looking at something new and changes that we can make in our own lives to to really experience that peace and and that sense of purpose. You know, I think that's a a really important thing to look at, like in regards to the shift, is that you know human beings just tend to think that we're kind of just victims to our reality and we don't really have a choice in what we do. But you know, everything always comes down to a choice. And like you were saying, you know, you think uh, humanity needs that kick in the ass. You know. Our experiences, this is actually a big thing that people talked about with December 21st and what's happening with the shift right now is that, you know, the, all this Armageddon and destruction is going to happen and all this kind of stuff is the end of the world. But you know what? It, it really comes down to what we need to experience as a collective because we are creating our reality here and we're creating it together. And all of our experiences that present to us are a projection of our consciousness. And, and this is Matthew, right? Yes, it is. You, you know you're you're lucky. I'm on this network now. They let us swear. But anyways, um, <laughs> I, I wanted to have you paint the picture for us. Tell us what this more harmonious world would look like, and what how would people be living in it? Just just so people get a feel for how this would be. Sure, absolutely. And I just want to right off the bat make a point in saying that. You know, with with stuff that we can talk about and looking at a new world is that our natural state is to be very fluid and open and always in constant change, always growing. This is the whole name behind collective evolution, always evolving, always evolving our consciousness. And, you know, it's not about looking at uh, a new world and saying, you know what, this is what we're going to do and that's it. You know, we can we can always leave it open and fluid with different new ideas and tweaking things and changing things. And just to paint a little bit of a picture, you know... Uh, we could be living in a world where money isn't a sense of power, where it controls basically our survival, where we're dependent on pieces of paper that dictates our wealth and how much how much food and the quality of food that we get, the quality in shelter, the quality in technology, uh, even being able to travel and stuff like that. You know what what our natural state would be is to to not be in a state of ownership. You know, where we don't own anything on the planet, we're all here to share things together. And that comes in regards to everything, whether it's housing, food, technology, uh, modes of transportation, where we could all just have things that are available at any time for anybody that needs. Uh, another thing is looking at it is taking down all borders. All, all identification with, with nations, uh, identifications with uh, who we are as human beings, with all these little plastic cards of identification and all this security that we need through crossing borders and traveling uh you know more stuff would be looking at food having food quality be available for everyone where it's wholesome organic foods that aren't being genetically modified and being sprayed with all these toxic chemicals um more stuff looking at it transportation for example you know the 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 modes of transportation that we're using right now are so so archaic there's been technologies that have been around for, for up to 100 years of having electric cars. We can even go further as having technologies of like hovering cars, you know, which, which is a technology that is on the planet right now that NASA has, where it's just very something simple. You could put a film under the car um, and it would hover due to, to magnetic technologies in the electromagnetic field of the planet. Um, another one would be uh, technologies where all the things that humanity doesn't enjoy doing, we could automate. You know, we could create robotics that could assist us in our everyday lives that would just make things easier and smoother and, and just 
be able to to efficiently express ourselves. I think this is one of the most important. Is uh, you know what? Also, touch on the education aspect is is really bringing about an education system that is completely supportive, where we're not telling the children, you know, this is the way things need to be. This is what you need to learn. We could look at things and say, just this is what we've come to in the past. This is where this is where we're at right now. This is what we've discovered. These are things that we've been interested in. These are things that we've talked about, and then really expand the children. And say, what do you want to play with? You know, what 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 can we bring to the table that we can express through ourselves? And and in bringing that, you know, there's so many gifts that everybody has on the planet. Everybody has their gift that they've brought, and it's really about utilizing and expanding all of the gifts that we have. Because a lot of people say, okay. If we didn't have to go to work and we didn't have to make money to survive, you know, everybody would be lazy, nobody would do anything. But that's not true. You know, you could ask anybody. Everybody has their passion. Everybody has their gifts in what we do. You know, this is an example from my own life is that, you know, I, I remember I was I was driving a motorcycle. I didn't have any insurance on me. I didn't have registration. I didn't have license or whatever. And I got pulled over by a police officer. And his only main concern pretty much was just the fact that I was breaking the law because I didn't have a piece of paper on me. But you know what? In reality, if we were creating a world where there was no ownership and you know everybody was just sharing and supporting one another, we could create something where, you know, say our, I were to get in an accident or something and I didn't have insurance, we could just have hospitals where people love doing what they do. They just love to help people and they love to fix people. And there's mechanics that just like to fix the automobile that may, maybe have been a destroyed not worrying about making money about it, not having all these legalities and having to go to court and all this stuff, you know, just playing fluently and openly where we're playing through unconditional love. Everything is done, being done harmoniously with the planet where it's supportive, where we're not, uh, you know, we're not digging and mining and destroying the ecosystem. We're not consuming animals and all the, the suffering and, and slaughtering all the wars through weapons and all this kind of stuff. Really, truly experiencing a planet of peace and a planet of harmony. Right. Well, that that is truly a Star Trek world, and I want to I want to say something to a point that you made about taking down the borders between countries. Uh, when I travel abroad, I'm told to tell everybody I'm from Canada. So I don't know if you want to be associated with this country because apparently we have a bad reputation wherever I go. So it's like you must be Canadian. I'm like, why do they say that? I guess I I don't have horns <laughs> on my head. <sighs> but anyways. Um, <laughs> But, you know, how can people, like, become part of the collective evolution? How can they support what it is that you're doing? How can they get a hold of you guys? Tell us all about it. Well, in terms of becoming part of it, I mean, all of it starts within yourself and then, of course, within your own community and really living that example. I mean, at the same time, we are working to begin doing more things within our own community here that's going to include people. I mean, here in Toronto, there's... A lot of groups that are talking about this kind of stuff. There's meditation groups that go on. There's support groups. There's, you know, visionary groups where people get together with ideas and they start, you know, saying, okay, how can we do things? How can we change things? And it's really like, it's not to say, hey, come be part of what we're doing. It's more so, I mean, live the message. Live what's important here. I mean, you don't have to identify yourself with us or anything of that nature. Just be what, uh, what you feel resonates most with you and, and just kind of live that. In terms of getting in connection with what we're doing and following us on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that, if you go to our website and just on the right-hand side, if you, I think you go down just a slight little uh, scroll, you'll see um, a Love Us on Facebook box. You can click that so you can follow us on Facebook. And then also you can uh, connect with us via Twitter. 
from there, uh, you'll get all the updates of everything that we're posting, not just from us, but from other websites and other stuff that we, uh, we really resonate with and we want to connect with. If you scroll down a little further on our website, you will also see two pictures of um, our two documentaries, our feature lengths, um, that you can connect with and kind of you know, check those out for free on YouTube. Um, if you want to support, we do sell the DVD as well, um, but we did want to make the information available for free, so it is available free on YouTube. Um, on our YouTube channel, once you click there, uh, you will notice that we have a ton of other videos. We also have a short documentary. It's about 20 minutes long on fluoride. It's called Fluoride, the Hard to Swallow Truth. Uh, you can probably get an idea of what that's about based on uh, the title. But, uh, you know, those are all the various ways to kind of just get in touch with our work and kind of see what our website's all about and kind of content we're creating. If you want to email us with any ideas or if you want to know things further, if you want to see if maybe you can get involved in anything, you can do so either through the website with the contact, pa- contact page or you can contact uh, contact at collectiveevolution.com. I just realized I said contact like 50 million <laughs> times there, but uh, that's okay. That's all good. Wow, you know, you guys, I, I just love your passion. I love what it is that you guys are aiming to do. It's got to start somewhere, you know, and, and it's it's good to know that there's a place to come to one location, and, and you can ask about so many different things, and and you, you have uh, an answer, essentially, a place that people can can find all that information so i really commend all of you and i i want to thank okay let me see matthew joe mark alina alina okay all of them (laughs) there you go everybody you guys are really awesome i am really really super glad and stoked to know that there's something like this out there because i'm always talking about people coming out of their paranormal closets so they can start talking among themselves so they can learn from each other and you're doing this in a collective evolution sort of format and i love it so thank you Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, share and we also appreciate very much what you do because i think it's so important to have these conversations and to be able to put this out there, you know, there's a lot of people, like you said, that are closet, either paranormal people or conscious people or whatever you want to say. So I think it's important to have uh, an outlet for them and a stage for them to be able to either share their own stuff or at least be able to be around it daily. Right. It's all connected. It really is. It's spiritual. Absolutely. It's paranormal. It's <laughs> UFOs. It's everything. So thank you guys so much. Wow. Oh, you guys, we're coming to the end of another fascinating Hour and a half? Yeah. Okay. You know, you could catch me here every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. You've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, on Inception Radio Network. Remembering always, if it's weird, we're here. Good night, everybody.
matchup. And what a team, Mike. MetroPCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to MetroPCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. MetroPCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax. Claim based on talk and text. Not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.